God is so good. People are already emailing. It's amazing to me, modern technology, that people are downloading. Pastor just told me, we're going to make it so simple for you that all you have to do is where you're watching online on Streaming Faith, it just says store right where you're watching. You don't even have to go to champ.org. Just put your little mouse and push store and you'll be able to download the notes just like that. How much easier can it get, folks? To be able to download and get the word of the Lord. I thank the Lord. We're going to continue going in our syllabus. We just finished with that prophecy releases new practices into the church. I wish somebody would say, I'm living in the 21st century. What worked 40 years ago doesn't work anymore. The message never changes. There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Do you believe that? The method, the message does not change, but the methods change. And God can begin to reveal prophetically. I know that in the last Issachar, as we were teaching on prayer, the Spirit of the Lord began to move on this church and the entire direction of this church began to change and a spirit of prayer came upon this local church. In this local church, they began to do earlier prayer times and they began to change. That was on Saturday morning, a spirit of prayer came to this local church. I stayed over on Sunday to preach. People that are here tonight can bear witness with me. When we walked walked in the door you could feel the atmosphere change because there had been a prophetic word that my house shall be called a house of prayer somebody grabbed a hold of that word where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them that's what Jesus said somebody grabbed a hold of that word it wasn't two or three hundred it was two or three people that walked in here and said we have a prophetic word from the Lord and we're going to take this church from being a cold carnal entertainment oriented culture center and we're going to turn it into a house of prayer where the anointing is because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke in the last few months when I come back I've been amazed because every service it seems to me that church of champions is getting better Every weekend, it's getting deeper. Every service, there seems to be a fresh anointing. When did that happen? There were some changes. There were staff meetings, pastor. There were department head meetings where the pastor said, listen, we're stopping everything until we pray and touch God. There was a spiritual hunger birthed here about three or four months ago in November. Since then, there's been a change in the atmosphere. Do you believe that? That came from prophetic insight and prophetic understanding. Now, prophecy provides insight into counseling. I can't tell you how important it is for God to reveal the root, the root of bitterness, the root of shame. I don't care how long you've been saved. It is not the will of God for you to carry around a pain or for you to carry around a symptom in your body from an abuse, from a hurt, from a rejection, from being a Abandoned from being told you are a nobody going nowhere. The devil is a liar. I'm a child of the living God. And the word of the Lord, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times, literally hundreds of times in the altar or wherever. Just two weeks ago, I simply walked up to a young man in the altar and in his ear, I just, this is all I told him. I said, the Lord wanted me to tell you that he is your father. And whatever your earthly father has told you is not from him. God wants me to tell you that he loves you and believes in you and you can be somebody. Now that's about as generic and as simple as you can get. I leave the platform that night. This kid bear hugs me and says, you don't know what you said. I said, what? He said, I've been put down my entire life and I have been afraid of God because if God is anything like my earthly father, I've been afraid that God was going to put me down and kick me and reject me and abandoned me but he said when you told me that God was not the same as my earthly father and that God told you he believed in me he looked at me and said my life has been changed and that's such a generic simple word there's so many examples of deep intricate words of healing and counseling in the prophetic dimension uh, number 10 prophecy shows us how to pray God's will is made known to us through the prophetic that knowledge gives us basis for ongoing prayer. That is why you have to learn how to pray. Thy will be done 
on earth as it already is in heaven. If you want your prayers to be answered, learn how to pray the will of God. And if God can reveal his word to you and his will to you, everything you pray will begin to come to pass because you are, you are praying what God has already decreed that comes to pass. I've had people tell me, well, I prayed this and it didn't happen. Was it the will of God? Did God tell you to pray that? Or were you praying amiss? If you don't want to pray amiss, then learn how to pray the will of God. It is always the will of God to save nations. I don't have to pray tonight. It is the will of God. God, Jesus Christ the righteous, to turn Uganda into a Christian nation, to turn Haiti into a Christian nation, to turn Norway into a Christian nation, to turn America into a Christian nation. I don't have to pray. It is the will of God. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. If you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise. God can give you a promise. When God gives you a promise or a word from the Lord, it's time to pray it through. Someone says, Brother Super, I don't have anything to pray. Then come to me after church. I'll let you give you some of my prayer needs. Because there's things the Lord has spoken in my spirit. Or I've heard preachers preach. And when they preached it, it was verified in my spirit. That's a word from the Lord. I have to pray that through on earth. Because the enemy would love to hinder it. Prophecy releases strategy for warfare. First ah, Timothy 1.18, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare, that you'll fight a good fight, that, you, that by them, by what? By these prophecies, that you can wage a good warfare. It will release strategy. Jesus told Peter, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We shout about that and don't even know what it means. The word gates there is the same work in Proverbs. Proverbs 31, if you go to a funeral or if you ever come to church on Mother's Day, they get up and talk about the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31 woman, a virtuous woman. The Bible said her husband was known in the gates. The gates is where the business went on. It's where Absalom wanted to cause a revolt against his father. He was in the gates with the generals, with the advisors, with the counselors. He is in the business, the marketplace. It is where the generals prepared strategy. Say the strategy place. Jesus said the strategy of hell. The plan of hell shall not prevail against the church. Okay, how do I know they're not going to prevail? Because I am going to give you strategy how to come against the plan of the enemy. I'm going to begin to tell you how to pray, what to pray prophetically, how to identify what spirit you're fighting in your city. See, in Houston, we're fighting the spirit of religion. We know that automatically. We know that the only spirit that was strong enough to crucify Jesus when he was alive was the spirit of religion. That hell had to hire the church to crucify Jesus. It was only the church of the day that could turn and have the power to put him on the cross. The spirit of religion in Houston is you don't have to backslide. You can just change churches. And not only can you change churches, none of the spirit-filled churches get along, but everybody's in their own separate world, in their own separate river. Let me tell you how to pray the prophetic will of God in Houston. Father, make us one as you are one. Make us one. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that in the city of Houston, Texas, that an anointing of reconciliation and unity would come upon the body of Christ for one spirit for one spirit are we baptized into one body and if we have this spirit it is the spirit of Christ Christ is the head we are the body make us one it doesn't matter what color what denomination what the sign says outside make us one you start praying that and all hell's going to come against you you start praying that and demons are going to stand up and then you say get thee behind me Satan I am the head and not the tail this is the will of God and I am praying prophetically ah, prophecy stirs faith 
when our spirits receive a word from the Lord. And I said this in the beginning of the session. That to prophesy is literally to release destiny. Some of you were not watching. Some of you were not listening. When I took the podium tonight, I was standing. And I felt the word of the Lord speak to me. That tonight... Or today is your Hadassah moment. This is your Esther moment. This is the time that you're stepping into your new season. I said, Lord, thank you. He said, it's not just for you. It's for somebody that's listening to you right now. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. When I heard that, it stirred destiny in me. It stirred hope in me. It stirred faith in me. There is somebody listening to me right now. I want you to know that from this point on, everything is about to turn around from this point on you need to write it in your calendar you need to write it down that on Friday February the 16th I was listening to a preacher on my computer and the word of the Lord come to me and said it's about to turn around and that what the enemy has meant for evil thy father is about to turn it around for my good oh clap your hands and give God praise now We need to understand the process. We understand the value of prophecy. But what is the process? The process. Prophecy has a process. There are so many people that don't understand that just because the word says it. Just because the word says that it is not his will that any should perish. It doesn't mean that there are not thousands tonight. That are slipping into eternity. Lost. Without God. How do I know it's not his will? For God so loved the world. I know it's not his will because he left the celestial throne of glory. He took on himself the form of man. He became the revealed image of the invisible God. God became man and dwelt among us. Did anybody believe that? Because he was trying to change your destiny, change your future. But if you don't repent, the blood of Calvary has no power the cross of Calvary has no authority unless you make a decision to let it work in your life am I preaching to anybody from that point on every process and word of prophecy is based upon obedience and revelation and only how you receive that revelation and if you obey when God can step in and begin to turn things around. Number one, prophecy is progressive. Graham Cook said that God only reveals what we need to know in order to do his will in that particular time and place. The things that he does not wish us to know, he keeps secret from the one prophesying. Elisha said in 2 Kings, the Lord hath hidden it from me. In other words, I didn't know about it. If I knew the process of my journey when God called me when I was 14 years old, I would probably be working at McDonald's right now. If I had known the pain, the rejection, the malaria, the poverty, the loss of friends, the lifestyle, the day-in, day-out drudge of trying to push a burden through. If I had known the negative or the flip side of that, there are times, Brother deeds that I think that I would have thrown my hands up and said, Lord, you know, I see all that, but I, I can't do all that. But instead, the Lord just gave me step by step, word by word, light by light. I remember years ago, I was in town. We didn't even have children yet. And a friend of mine called me. He said, I just saw a vision of you. I said, you did? I said, what did you see? Tell me. Oh, I need a word from the Lord. He said, I see your ankle. And on your ankle is the Hebrew tradition. You have the little clay lamp. And there's the light in the clay lamp. The candle is lit. And he said, it is only enough light for you to see one step at a time. And he said, all I know is the Lord told me to tell you, take the step. Take the leap. Yesterday. I'm at the park with my boys. I have a six-year-old. He's the most beautiful kid you'll ever see in your life. He climbs up way up in this tree. He says, Dad, back out. I want you to catch me. And I said, Baby, I may not be able to catch you. This was just yesterday. And Alistair looked at me and he said, Oh, yeah, you'll catch me. I trust you. 
do you realize I was about three feet over here. I said, what do you mean you trust me? He said, you can do anything. I felt like running the aisles right there. Because he trusted me and believed in me. I am preaching to people right now. You do not have all the answers. You have more questions than you have answers. But God has put a particular thing in your mind, in your spirit. Let me tell you, take the step. Take the leap. Make the phone call. Write the check. Lay hands on that person. Open your mouth and speak that word. Move to that city. Start that church. Pray that prayer. Rebuke that spirit. Come against that disease. Am I making sense to anybody? It's progressive. Uh, Number two, prophecy evolves. As we follow the Lord in obedience, he will give us our next peace. He gives it to us step by step. Say prophecy is progressive and prophecy evolves. I don't like to get personal. I don't want to just say it's all about me because it's certainly not. But that's all I know is my life. When I was 14 years old, my mother's here tonight. I had my first vision. I had this vision 12 times. 12 times in a 20-year process. When I was 14 years old, I was praying. We were traveling, doing whatever. I saw a vision of me preaching. I was preaching. Now you got to understand I was 14 years old. I was preaching. And if you've ever drove in a car in a snowstorm and it was like the snow flurries are hitting the windshield and coming against you and everything and you're driving through that. That's the way it looked except it wasn't snow. It was faces. It was every people group in the world. Say 14. Hold me back. I'm trying to stay on this platform, but I'm telling you, I feel a shout coming in me. Because I was 14 years of age, and I saw black, I saw Hispanic, I saw Asian, I saw Indians, I saw people with their headdresses and their clothes from around the world. I even saw a few Americans. And then I, I, it kind of moved out, and I saw myself as I was preaching, I was standing on a stump. I didn't realize until today... That the stump simply meant a resurrected dream. 20, oh, I I didn't realize till today. So I'm 14 years old and I see these people groups and I'm standing on a stump and the roots of the stump literally are circling the globe and the Lord spoke to me and said, standing on this stump, you will preach my gospel around the world. I was 14 years. This September, I will turn 40. I know I don't look it. I know I look 25. Thank you for the compliment. But I will turn 40 years old. It's been a long journey, baby. But guess what? Tonight, I am standing on a broken dream. Tonight, pastor, we are doing what was told we'll never do. It's not possible. When I was 14, this did not even exist. Al hadn't even invented the internet yet. This did not exist yet. When I, there was no Google when I was 14 years old. So it had to evolve. I thought that meant I was going to have a jet and a staff. And I was going to have to fly to every country, learn languages, train people, create tracks and ability. But that's not what the Lord, he said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to allow some things to be cut down in your life. I'm going to allow you to feel rejected and broken and like you've lost everything. And then I'm going to let you stand on top of your failure. Stand on top of what's been cut down. Stand Stand on top of what's been impossible. Hallelujah. Stand on top of what the devil said can't happen and begin to preach. It shall come to pass. Thus saith the word from the Lord. Ah. I feel like stirring somebody up right now. I feel like stirring you up and tell you, why don't you stand on top of your past? Stand on top of your failure. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy, because when I fall, I shall arise. I feel like getting up and stepping into my future. I feel like getting up and stepping into my anointing. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 I'm supposed to be teaching, but I feel a preach stirring up right here. I'm supposed to be teaching, but I feel like something is evolving. That's why I need to release this prophetic word in you. If what God spoke to you has not happened yet, it was not time yet. And things have had to evolve to get to you.
you where you are now. You had to get to the right city. You had to marry the right person. You had to go through the right pain because pain is the process of prophetic release. The more pain you have, the more release there is coming out of you. The more parts of you are broken, the more the anointing can flow out of you. You say, Brother Super, you understand? I'm a broken vessel. Then I want to grab your hand and rejoice with you. Because if you're broke with a big enough crack, God can pour his anointing in you. But you won't contain it all. Because you're broken, it'll get on me. Because you've been wounded and cracked and made mistakes, it'll trickle on somebody else. Oh, Lord. Does that make sense to anybody? Prophecy evolves it evolves hey mom we're standing on a stump dad's in heaven watching us tonight there are people around the world that are watching a little church in Houston Texas do you realize that this has been a dream of some of you for years and tonight is the night that God is bringing it to pass we ought to get some shout music in here and have some church up in here at Church of Champions that the prophetic word from the Lord that prophet D spoke the prophetic word of the Lord that prophet Turner spoke the prophetic word of the Lord that men of God has spoken over this church is coming to pass tonight prophecy is progressive it evolves prophecies are built on earlier prophecies line upon line precept upon precept there are things that are being told you now that simply confirm what was told you 10 years ago But 10 years ago, it wasn't clear to you because you had not survived the process yet. And some of you that are living in the in-between, here's what I want to tell you. Quit praying for a new word from the Lord. Don't ask God for another word until you get the last place he pointed. And if you're in between points from the God, you need to say, devil, you're a liar. I haven't got there yet. My husband's still lost, but the word said he was coming in. So I can't leave him yet because God's word can't fail. It's forever settled in heaven. So I got to pray it through because he's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, Now, number three, prophecy is provisional the key to the process of prophecy is obedience it is provisional based upon how your will responds to the will of God and the will of God is automatically spoken in the word of God so don't pray for a fresh rhema until you're lined up with a fresh logos Don't ask me if you should buy a new Mercedes when you don't even pay tithes according to Malachi. Oh, no, you don't want to talk in here right now. Don't ask me if you need to be a missionary to China when you can't even witness in Austin. Don't ask me if God's calling you to Haiti if you don't even know how to speak French. There's some things you don't even need to pray about. Base it upon obedience to your last word. Just ask somebody, did you get the last place he pointed? God will not usurp our wills and force us to follow his will. Here's some things you need to learn. Number one, you can't get ahead of God. Number two, God doesn't make you do anything. Lord makes me go to this church. I'm miserable. I don't want to live here. I don't like the pastor. I don't like anybody here. It's the will of God. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't fit in. I don't want to shout. I'm just going to sit like that. I'm going to tell you right now, God's not going to make you do anything. Especially with that attitude. Now, number three, what is prophecy? Are you learning anything? You having fun? What is prophecy? Prophecy is speaking the mind and heart of God as revealed by the Holy Spirit. Speaking the mind and the heart of God as revealed by the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is the outflow of the heart and the very nature of God. Revelation says it's a testimony of Jesus Christ. The literal testimony. God is love. 
So anything that is prophetic flows from the pull of love. It flows from the heart and the nature of Jesus Christ. If there is a prophetic anointing upon a church, there will be a strong sense of love and compassion in that church. If there is a true prophetic anointing upon a man, there will be a strong sense of love. If there is a sense of judgment, a lot of people have confused. They say, oh, he's prophetic. He's mean and judgmental. No, he's manipulative. There's the difference between having a prophetic ministry and being a manipulator. And con- oh no 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 <laughs> there's a difference in being prophetic with the spirit of love and manipulating people and bless God if you don't come to the altar tonight God's going to curse you with cancer there is nowhere in scripture that Jesus Christ ever operated that way and he doesn't do it now he operates out of love and out of grace Kenneth Hagin said prophecy is the supernatural utterance in a known tongue the Hebrew word to prophesy means to flow forth. Carries with it the thought to bubble forth like a fountain. To let drop. I'll get in this in a few moments, but it's in one of the words we're going to study. It's exciting to let it come forth, to lift up, to tumble forth, to speak forth. The Greek word translated prophesy means to speak for God or to be his spokesman. Dick Iverson said the gift of prophecy is speaking under the direct supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit. It's becoming God's mouthpiece to verbalize his words as the spirit directs. What an honor. What a concept. What a revelation that God can literally speak to people today. It's inseparable in its New Testament usage with the concept of direct inspiration of the spirit. Prophecy is the very voice of Christ speaking in the church. David Pitch, who was an Anglican priest, an Anglican bishop that was filled with the Holy Spirit back in the 70s, said this, the gift of prophecy is the special ability that God gives the members of the body of Christ to receive and communicate an immediate message of God to his gathered people a group among them, or any one of his people individually through a divinely anointed utterance. Did you get that? Now, Derek Prince, and each of these have resources. You can get their books. They're very credible. They have been uh, found credible through all sorts of different denominations, different people. I was studying some of their resources. These are very credible authorities of the prophetic ministry. The gift of prophecy is the supernatural imparted ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and speak God's mind or counsel. Prophecy ministers not only to the assembled group of believers, but also to individuals. We've already learned this, but listen. Three main purposes are to edify, to build up, to strengthen, to exhort, which means to stimulate. A lot of preaching does that, to stimulate, to encourage, to admonish, to comfort, which means to cheer up. Thus, prophecy overcomes two of Satan's most common attacks, condemnation and discouragement. What would happen tonight in Issachar Institute if we could come against confusion and discouragement? What would happen tonight if we could come against condemnation and we could say everything that you have ever told me is a lie, Satan, because you are the father of lies and I come against you in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be condemned and discouraged. All around the world, there are people on Xanax and Zoloft and Paxil and counselors and I understand that there are times when people have nowhere else to go but could I submit to you that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run therein and are safe could I submit to you tonight that somebody in this room or around the world could call the name Jesus right now and an angel could step into your room and that spirit of condemnation could break off of you that spirit of discouragement and confusion could break off of you and healing could begin to flow down from the top of your head raise your hands and begin to pray church it's time to intercede right now I speak by the power of the name of Jesus if your ministry is broken if your marriage is broken if your finances have been destroyed we pray for you right now we pray that prophetic insight would come upon you we pray that prophetic understanding prophetic revelation that there would be a prophetic foretelling to tell you that it's not over it's not as bad as it looks this is all a process of your progressive prophetic word from the Lord don't stop now don't give up now don't leave yet don't divorce yet don't write that letter yet don't make that phone call yet God's not finished oh clap your hands and give God praise ah, something moving in here. 
Jim Gall, who wrote the book, The Seer, and I'm going to be dealing with the difference of prophecy, the prophetic ministry, the seer, the young prophet, the son of the prophet, he who prophesies, getting into all that in a few moments, said that prophecy is the expressed thoughts of God in a language that no man in his natural gift of speech could articulate on his own. The substance and nature of prophecy exceed the limits that the human mind is capable of thinking or imagining. Have you ever heard a prophetic word that would it would have been impossible for a human to say that? You knew this is God's voice. This is God's thought. This is God's mind. Its purpose is to edify, exhort, and comfort either individuals or the corporate body of Christ. Although prophecy comes through the mouth or pen of a man, it comes from the mind of God. A prophet or prophetess then is a spokesperson for God. One who hears the voice of the Holy Spirit and speaks or pens God's mind or counsel through a divinely anointed manner. Now, the word prophet appears more than 300 times in the Old Testament and more than 100 times in the New Testament. If the ministry of the prophet is mentioned over 400 times in the Bible, why is the ministry of the prophet... And the gift of prophecy, one of the most neglected and least taught ministries and giftings in the church. I'm going to say it one more time. Because the enemy does not want you to believe that you have a future. The enemy does not want you to believe that you have a destiny. So it has to come against anything that could foretell and tell you that it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. I know there's a tomb and I know there's been a crucifixion, but there's a resurrection coming. Just hold on. There's a new birth coming. There's a new season coming. That's why hell hates it. That's why the spirit of Jezebel always has to attack and become the enemy of the prophetic. The spirit of Jezebel has to intimidate you or manipulate you or seduce you. She has to somehow get you to sell out of your destiny and out of your future. Somebody has got to hear me tonight that God is not finished with you Mm. in the Old Testament the Hebrew word used for prophet more often than not is the word Nabi N-A-B-I Nabi Genesis 20 and 7 Deuteronomy 34 and 10 Exodus 7 and 1 the Lord said unto Moses see I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's the great thing about all of these notes. You can take them home. I don't have time to get into all of the scriptures. Now, number four. Number four. Biblical definitions. Biblical definitions of the prophetic. We must understand what the Bible says about the gift and the office, the manifestation and the operation of the prophetic. Number one, we just mentioned 1 Samuel 3 and 20 is a good example of the word Nabi, N-A-B-I. This is the general Hebrew word for a prophet. It comes with the root word reveal, which simply means to proclaim or to announce or to declare, to communicate, to communicate with the Lord. It, it literally means you open your mouth and God speaks. You become a spokesman. Jeremiah, Moses, Samuel, Nathan. You become a spokesman for the Lord. This word is mentioned in the Old Testament alone 300 times. Nabi, N-A-B-I. Number two is Roe, R-O-E-H. This is where we get the word seer. In a few moments in our lesson, maybe in the morning, I'm going to deal with the difference of the prophetic ministry, he who hears and he who sees. Because what God is going to do tonight and tomorrow, he is awakening understanding. How many of you have a hunger that's been birthing inside of you? I want to know more about this. I want to know more about this operating in my life. I want to know more about it operating in my church. I want to know how to live in a dimension to where I honestly get up in the morning excited about my future. I honestly am excited about a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now because if God could speak a vision to Brother Super when he was 14 and now all these years later it's coming to pass, then if God can do it for him he can do it for me because he has no respect of persons. Look what the Lord can do. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Now, that's where we get the word seer. The Hebrew word for roi is seer. 
these prophets see the circumstances and gain revelation on how to move past it. Now, this is different than Chose. Number C, C-H-O-Z-E-H. Chose. You have Roe and Chose. These are the ministry of the seer. The Nabi hears the seer sees. There are two different levels of the seer. I'll get into this more in another lesson, but there are two different levels. One can see and has wisdom of how to see and understand a circumstance, whether it's a building program, whether it's in a finance committee, whether it's in counseling, whether it's in a business meeting, he can see the situation clearly. It is not in a vision. It is not in a dream. He can see. Have you ever heard somebody say, I see? It simply means he has a clarity of understanding. He has a gift of prophetic insight. He has the ability to see. Your pastor is this way. I have other men of God that are this way that you can begin to tell them very intricate difficult situations and they can just stop you halfway and say okay this is what you need to do and they begin to tell you a plan and it seems so easy and it seems so simple because they are able to see the way around it they're able to see the roadblocks they're able to see the pitfalls they say now if you do this this is what's going to happen don't do that don't marry him don't go there because I perceive in the Holy Ghost to perceive means to see. I perceive in the Holy Ghost that this is not what you're going to do. I perceive in the Holy Ghost that this is going to happen. But then there is the chose that literally can see in the spirit. It's as if the sky opens and they can see in the spirit supernaturally. They could see there's a lady in a green dress going to be sitting on the seventh row. You tell this woman this word and it shall come to pass. It's amazing these two different distinctions. So you have the prophet that hears then you have the prophet that has insight into your circumstance and he can see and make things simple but then you have the seer that honestly sees dreams and visions are manifestations this prophetic dimension honestly is as comfortable with demons and angels as you are with your neighbor they see shadows they see things my mother's here so I can tell some things because she'll tell you it's the truth when we pastored in Arkansas as a boy, God called my mother years ago to be an intercessor. And as my mother would pray, in the middle of the night, my sister and I learned that we would just lay in bed when she would get up and she would go down the hall and go into the living room. And we would wait until we begin to hear these sounds coming from the living room. And it would be my mother in prayer. She would literally take a pillow from the couch and put it up against her face, weeping because she didn't want to wake us up. But we were already awake because this is high level spiritual warfare. And my mother would begin to pray and I would yell out to my sister, did you see that? She would say, I'm not telling you, tell me what you saw. And I would say, no, I'm not telling you, tell me what you saw. Because we would see black shadows go down the wall as demons would begin to leave our home as spirits that had come in to attack my father and attack our family and come against the call of God on our life she would begin to pray as an intercessor and we could begin to see that at an early age I began to realize there's something kind of peculiar about me because I can see things I could understand that the shadow would go down the wall that started it and to this day forward just a few months ago I told this church but I've got to tell who's watching I've mentioned to several of you a few months ago I was at a hotel I went outside grabbed my Starbucks coffee I was very spiritual nobody was outside they had a pool they had nice chairs there was palm trees so I did the most spiritual thing I could I took my Bible my laptop my Starbucks caught back in the chair put my feet up and began to relax and enjoy the afternoon I had to preach that night as I'm leaning back in the chair all of a sudden it looked like the clouds rolled away and instead of seeing the blue sky, I saw a golden pot. It was a huge golden pot. And, and the reason I knew it was huge, because on the right side of the pot, there were six angels. But the reason I knew the pot was huge is because the six angels looked like miniature army figures. Any of you ever had those little green army figures? Take a BB gun and you shoot them down. Though They looked like that. And the reason I knew that the pot was huge is because the angels were so minuscule and they were pushing on the side of the pot. And I knew that the pot represented the prayer of the saints in the book of Revelations. I knew immediately what this was. And the spirit of the Lord began to quicken as I was seeing it. He said, the prophetic release that I'm about to send my people is so big 
big that it dwarfs the angelic host. He said, tell my people that they are living under an open heaven. I did not know that prophets from around the world have been declaring that 2007 is the year of the open heaven. It is the year where everything that has been prophesied over you is about to come to pass. That everything that has been spoken over your life is about to come to pass. The miracles, the direction, the church growth, the revival is about to come to pass. He said the angels are tipping the pot. Tell my people to get ready that if they have declared something, if they have prayed something, if they have sang, if they have preached and it didn't come to pass, tell them to believe it one more time because the windows of heaven are open and I'm about to pour out my blessing. I saw that in the spirit. I saw it in the spirit but I feel like releasing it on somebody in here right now that I'm living under an open heaven. How does that make sense to me, Brother Super? This is how it makes sense to you. If you have prayed something and believed something and you are in that neutral zone that you know God didn't lie to you you know that God is on your side you know it was a word from the Lord but you say brother Suber it's like all hell has kept it from coming to pass here's what the Lord spoke to me he said demons have put an all out assault to separate my people from the already released promises of God tell my people if they can separate the barrier that hell has tried to manifest over them that my glory has already been released and that every prophecy every prayer that has been prayed I preached it to this church but I want to preach it to somebody listening to me if the seer saw it I saw it in the spirit but yet I, it was just me but then when I begin to get magazines and books and brother so and so this and this man here this ministry here this leader here begins to say that 2007 is a year of release it is a year of prophetic release that everything that has frustrated you up to this point brother these everything that you have tried to do but not quite been able to do it brother Langston everything that's been in your heart but you were not able really to see it is it possible that this is our season this is our day and this is our time if you believe it say yes this is the year. Why? Because it has been prophesied in the voice and it has been seen by the eyes. People are hearing it in their ears and people are seeing it in the spirit. So we're two or three. Agree. It shall come to pass. Oh, get happy about it. Uh, the other word D is Shamar, S-H-A-M-A-R, Shamar. This is another Hebrew word that is translated as a watchman. It's translated as a watchman that sees what is coming and links it with the already revealed promise of God, interceding until it's accomplished. It's the prophetic word of a watchman that sees what's coming and intercedes till it comes to pass. He does not see a vision, but he knows this is what God has already spoken and he can perceive the season. He doesn't see demons. He doesn't see angels. He perceives the season. And when he perceives the season, at that point, he connects it with intercessory prayer. Prove it, Brother Super. All right, I will. In First Kings, uh, the 18th chapter, Elijah prophesies he tells Ahab go up eat and drink for there is a sound of abundance of rain the king goes to party and the prophet goes to pray a few weeks ago the Lord spoke to me he said you have been positioned for prophetic release I said I don't understand he said look at Elijah he put his face on the ground between his knees he put himself in the Hebrew birth position he humbled himself like a Hebrew mother and put himself in the position of giving birth he positioned himself for what I was about to do ah, hallelujah to God I hear the sound 
ground of abundance of rain. Is there anyone in this room that says, I don't see a cloud. I don't feel a sprinkle. I see no manifestation. But in my spirit, I perceive that the word of the Lord is on the verge of breaking forth. I perceive that we are on the edge of a breakthrough. I perceive that we are on the precipice of a prophetic fulfillment and anointing. It shall come to pass. Take your neighbor by the hand and let's begin to pray. Lord, I pray that you would allow men and women that are listening even now to latch hold of the revealed word of the Lord. To latch hold of the revealed word. To latch hold of the prophesied word. To latch hold of dreams and visions, sermons, prophecies. Begin to pull them into our present. Take them out of the future and pull them into our present. Don't stop. Pray right now. People are agreeing with somebody right now. People are believing right now. People are confessing right now. If there's healing in your body you need, just begin to pray right now. Just begin to believe and foretell right now. Open your mouth and begin to speak right now. Open your mouth. (laughs) Begin to speak right now. Life and death is in the tongue. I speak life. I speak life. I speak prosperity. I speak anointing. I speak blessing. I speak joy unspeakable and full of glory. Get ready, something's happening in here right now. Get ready, something is being imparted right now. Just as Elijah was able to be a shamar and position himself for prophetic release, there are some of you here that say, Brother Super, I don't understand. I'm in the driest season of my life. And at the driest season of my life, I am in an uncomfortable position. I have been put in a compromising position. How do you think Elijah felt? He had his face between his knees in the birth position. Six times his servant said there's nothing there. And he said go one more time. And when he went one more time, the prophetic voice reached up and touched the hand of God. And he said I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. I am speaking to somebody right now. You need to push it into your prayer even now and go again believe it one more time speak it one more time write them one more letter invest one more time make one more phone call one more time it shall come to pass there's a switch happening it happened in last is a car it's happening right now the anointing of the Lord begins to transition us we're going from teaching to impartation to revelation the spirit of the Lord is beginning to come in the sanctuary if you're watching us people are weeping right now people are feeling an impartation right now because they're in a dry season they're in a drought but they know the Lord said there's rain coming but yet they feel like they're in a compromised position I'm in bankruptcy right now my church has split right now my wife has left me right now my children don't even come to church anymore right now I've lost my job right now I'm in a compromised position pray one more time (sighs) thank you thank you thank you thank you I've got to do what the Lord begins to tell me in Ezekiel the 37th chapter Go down to Ezekiel and the four steps to fulfillment. Ezekiel 37 chapter. I mentioned earlier the valley of dry bones. Can these bones live? I'll teach more of the dynamics, the particulars, the what not to do, the how to judge a word, the mood swings, the prophetic personalities. We'll get into all of that fun stuff tomorrow. But tonight, there's someone here on the verge of a fulfillment. There is someone watching or sitting in this room that you are there. And the enemy will come in several different ways. The first major thing, I felt this in prayer Tuesday and I feel it right now. He will try to distract you. Because it does not matter if he can't stop you. If he can just detour you. Uh 
He may not stop you with addiction and sin. He may not stop you with a moral failure. He may not stop you with cancer or disease. If he can just get you distracted in the wrong direction. If he can get you to leave or forsake the word of the Lord. If he can get you to leave that city early. If he can get you to talk against the man of God. If he can get you to touch the anointing. If he can just get you sideways and sidetracked. Then he's done his business and done his job. Am I making sense to anybody? You're on the verge of a prophetic release and prophetic breakthrough. You're right there at that barrier. Everything that God has ever spoke to you. Every sermon you have ever heard. Every dream you have ever dreamed. Everything you have lived through has been for such a time as this. There are four steps of fulfillment and we'll close for tonight. Number one, he received prophetic revelation he was open to receiving prophetic instruction and the word of the Lord picked him up and took him to the valley number two he obeyed the voice of the Lord he could not have gone to the next level until he completed the first level if prophecy evolves if prophecy is a process. Someone is listening right now that you need to complete the first level. Is it reconciliation? Is it forgiveness? Is it repentance? Is it calling the elders of the church? Brother Super, I'm not healed. I don't underwind. Do what the Bible says. Call somebody. Have believers lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith. That's in the Bible. Do you have all against your brother? Forgive them. Forgive them. Repent of your sins. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. It's evolving. It's prophetic. It's a process. He obeyed the voice of the Lord. And then he watched God's purpose being accomplished. Can these bones live? Thou knowest. Prophesy. And when he prophesied, the first thing that began to happen is things that were scattered begin to come together. Before God can breathe life, God has to bring reconciliation. Some of you don't understand that the relationships that are coming back into your life have to happen before the direct word of the Lord can come again, before there can be life, before you can see the fulfillment. There are things that God is having to reconnect you with. There are dreams and concepts and people and paradigms. He is, am I making sense to you? So there is a process of fulfillment. He is reconnecting you. Then he begins to put structure together and bone together and sinew and veins and skin putting it all together then he watched God's purpose being accomplished number four he listened for his next instruction we cannot let the glory of something that has already occurred keep us from moving toward a greater level of glory if you want to shout over the bones and the skin and the sinew. You'll never be able to see the army. Resuscitated by the breath of God. <laughs> Standing up to fulfill the purpose of God. If all you want to do is remember what God did yesterday. And here's what the Lord. Science evolves and the word of the Lord evolves. What God is doing right now. He is activating a new thing in you. He is activating this new season anointing in men and women that are in this room and things that you thought were over and would never come to pass are coming, beginning to stir in you right now. Ah, there's an army rising up as I'm speaking right now. Things that you thought were dead, things that were dry, things that were barren, things that you said, this ministry, this calling, this miracle, this word, this gifting, this talent, it'll never be used again from the Lord. The devil is a liar. And I'm asking you, can these bones live? Yes, they can live. It's happening right now. That's why you're feeling this move right now that's why you're feeling because just talking about destiny just talking about the prophetic just talking about the ministry of the prophetic just us stirring it up the last few minutes and as we're teaching you it's stirring something in you that there's a destiny I want you to stand with me right now 
I want you to stand with me and close your eyes. Raise your hands and just begin to pray softly because there is a prophetic anointing moving inside of you. There is an activation in you now. It's a new season. Can you feel it? That's why people are weeping. That's why people are crying. Because there's a fresh word coming to you. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Your entire life has been about the purpose of God. There are no accidents in God. Just eyes closed. This is all I'm going to tell you, but I want somebody to grab it. Tell your bones to live. Tell things that have been scattered, that have been barren, that have been dry, (laughs) that have been buried under the sands of starvation and depression and fear and confusion. Tell your bones to live. Tell your calling to live. Tell your ministry to live. Tell your gifting to live. Ah, healing is in here right now. Destiny is in here right now. Ah, Spirit of the Lord is moving right now. Spirit of the Lord is moving to encourage somebody in this room. The Spirit of the Lord is moving to encourage. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? That's why people are travailing right now. There are literally people that are bending over by the Spirit of the Lord because God is activating a destiny in them. God is activating a calling in them, a purpose in them. All over right now, every pastor that's watching, these intercessors are agreeing with you right now. I come against the spirit of depression. I come against the demons of hell that have told you that you're not called. That have told you your nation will never have revival. That have told you that your city is too sinful. Where sin doth abound, grace does also much more abound. I rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of depression out of your home. I pray for your marriage right now. I pray for your money. I pray for your children. I pray in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I loose you right now. I wish somebody would email us right now and ask us what's Say, here, pray for me right now. Pray for my family. Pray for my church. Pray for my city. Turn around, men and women of God. Pray with somebody. Take somebody by the hand and begin to pray with people all over this room. Begin to pray and believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We pray for Javon right now. They just emailed us. She needs healing for hepatitis. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity off of your body and I declare the word of the Lord. I pray against bulimia right now. We have a young lady with bulimia that just emailed us. I pray in the name of Jesus for healing and deliverance. I pray for Kathy. There's a lady, listen, right now while we're doing this, there's a lady from Fort Collins, Colorado. The doctors say she has a brain tumor, but evidently she thinks she has a future. Evidently she thinks she's going to live and not die because she has asked us to pray. Where two or three agree touching anyone think in my name, it shall be done. Somebody say, Kathy, live, be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. See, that's what God's doing. That's what God's doing. Turn around and pray for somebody. In this auditorium, there are people weeping and crying and praying. In this auditorium, turn, please turn around. Turn around and pray. Touch and agree. Now listen, if you're watching, be very careful. But if you're here tonight and there is something that you know is a prophetic word from the Lord. But you say, preacher, everywhere I try, I'm hindered. Every time I speak the word of God, it seems like things get worse instead of getting better. 
Here's your word. Things have to get worse before they get better. If I'm talking, whoever you are, step out right now. There's healing coming upon you. There's a healing anointing. I'm just going to minister right now. We're just going to minister. There are visitors here. There are guests here. We're going to pray with you and God's going to answer. We're going to believe and God's going to answer. God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. Please come, come. You say, every time I'm prayed for, every time I believe, every time I confess, instead of getting better, things seem to get worse. Ah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's all right. That's all right. In the name of Jesus. Father, I rebuke the devourer. Bone, muscle, symptom. The very core of the infirmity. She is standing upon your word. The written word has told her that by your stripes she is healed. But she has also believed other words. She has told me testimonies of what God has said. Now I believe now. Oh God. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. You need to believe God. You need to believe that God is able right now. Do you believe that God is able in this room? In this room right now, marriages can come together. Hearts can be mended. Minds can be cleared. Spirits can be encouraged. Say destiny. Now, we're not preaching. This is not a crusade. This is a taping of lessons on the prophetic dimension. Not going to get real emotional. This is not a healing service. We're just teaching. But when you begin to teach, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema. Go home and read it. By the rhema of the Lord. Creative word. There's creative word in this room right now. I'm feeling a transition. We're going from teaching to demonstration, manifestation. There's a transition moving in here right now. Just raise your hands and receive it. Tell your bones right now, live. Live and not die. My marriage will live. My calling will live. My finances will live. My finances will live. They will live. Spirit of poverty. God has transitioned you. And he has positioned you. You're in the right position. But the old spirit is still there. Spirit of poverty is over you when you're positioned for prosperity. You've submitted for the first time in years. So anything hell can do to come against submission and stability, listen to me, he'll hit you with every way he can to come against stability and submission. But you are positioned. So all we have to do now is rebuke the spirit of Talabos. All we have to do is rebuke the devourer, rebuke the spirit of poverty, rebuke the spirit of the enemy. Go! In the name of, go, 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 go. There it go, go. Now, there it is. It's releasing. Releasing in the name of Jesus. Releasing. Releasing. Uh, that's, take it. That's it. It's, it's, it's broken. It's broken. It's broken. The curse is broken. Every negative word, every lie, every curse, it's gone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Keep your hands raised. God's moving in here. Let the wind blow. Let the wind blow. Let the wind blow. Let the wind blow. There's a young lady by the name of Angel has just emailed us. Do you believe that God can heal her right now? God can heal Angel right now. I believe it. I declare by the word of the Lord. We decree it. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, by your blood, by your word, by your name. We seal it. We settle it. In Jesus' name. Now, who in here in this room, I don't know who else is watching, but in this room, and if you can't email us, you say, Brother Super, what I've learned so far in Issachar tonight is the enemy does not want me to understand or believe in my future. But God can reveal my purpose, my particular purpose. God can reveal to me exactly 
who I am, what I am, and where I'm supposed to be. In the name of Jesus. There are people, there are people right now praying for direction. First, I'm going to ask you, have you got to the last place God told you to go? If not, do whatever you have to do to get where God said go. But if you are in that transitional state, where you say, Brother Super, I've done what God said to do. And I have stood on the promises of God. And I'm standing. I don't know what else to do. Then I want you to raise your hands and I'm going to speak now. Father, whether it be in the ear or whether it be with dreams and visions or visual sight. The role of the he who hears or he who sees. Speak divine direction clearly, concisely, with no confusion or condemnation. Father, if it's of you, it will edify, it will exhort, it will comfort. We receive it. Oh, yes. We receive it right now. We receive it right now. In the morning, we're going to continue. How many of you want to continue this vein right here? We're not through with the prophetic yet. Here's what's crazy. We're not even to the good stuff yet. We're not even to the good stuff in the syllabus yet. And yet the Spirit of the Lord is already moving. Nine o'clock Houston time. Join us on Streaming Faith, Acts 29 TV here at Church of Champions. There's people that couldn't be here tonight. How many of you will be here in the morning? You can come again in the morning. Thank you so much for coming. Something special is going to happen here tomorrow. Now agree with somebody. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've already done. We appreciate so much your presence that has come to confirm your word. I pray protection. I pray healing. Peace. Peace. Upon every man and woman of God that's listening. Peace. Direction. Clarity. Now give God praise for it. In Jesus' name, give God praise for it. Sing it with me. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new day. Love somebody.